How's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 168, and uh, I had Audra, who is a witch, on the show. She came over and we sat down and talked about uh, what that means to her, what um, about spells and crystals and symbolism and history and all sorts of things. Um, interesting woman. She brought me a gift, which was very kind, and uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. I learned uh, a lot, and I did a bunch of research after we talked uh, based on some of the stuff that she told me, and so I have links there on the heyhumanpodcast.com website on the links page. By the way, I do want to bring up from last week's episode with Paul, uh, it's sort of a, what do you call it? Like an update, I guess. Uh, firstly, an update on his house dismantling. He uh, got rid of all of his stuff. I hope all of you had a chance to go to the Facebook page and look at the pictures from his house. Um, he kept the goats, he said. And uh, a couple of the things we talked about on the show, about Freud and also the Alexander Pope uh, epitaph for Newton, uh, that was paraphrased by Paul a little bit. Uh, I put the actual stuff there on the links page. So if you want to check it out, please do. And so that's that. Anyway, back to Audra. So Audra's a witch and she's been practicing for a very long time. The thing that strikes me about a lot of these people that I sit down and talk with is how much I think I know versus uh, how much I actually know. And the other thing is that... And I says I said this to Audra. I think I said it off mic. It's interesting to me as well that we do things just like I'm not a witch, right? But I do things like I write down uh, my, for lack of a better word, manifestation goals. You know, I set goals. I make lists. I think about what it is I want to do, and all of that has an energy behind it, which is not very different from somebody who is intentionally let's say making a spell or an incantation or whatnot. So that was very interesting for me to think about the parallels between somebody who is a practicing witch and all the things that she does in that realm and how it compares to me who is just, you know, a person setting goals and paying attention to cycles and energy and, and feelings and the moon. So <laughs> I just, I dig that. I dig finding the similarities between all of us, you know? It's cool. Okay, the usual stuff, heyhumanpodcast.com, as I mentioned before, is a great place to find links. It's got the Amazon portal. If you want to support Hey Human and you shop Amazon, do so through that portal. You can donate to Hey Human through the website, heyhumanpodcast.com as well. Very much appreciate it. Thank you to those of you who have made donations. It's hugely helpful. Um, social media stuff, Hey Human Podcast is on Instagram and Facebook. My personal social media, Susan Ruthism, S-U-S-A-N-R-U-T-H-I-S-M. And you can always find me at SusanRuth.com. I'm actually in Seattle right now. Uh, I'm here to do some podcast interviewing and I'm seeing my family, which is great. My poor nephew got in a bicycle accident yesterday, broke his arm, chipped out some teeth, and broke his elbow. So everybody out there, send him good healing thoughts, please. Uh, poor Alex. He's taking it all in stride, though. Such a trooper. I, I am amazed at his stoicism throughout all of this. Well, the rest of us, of course, freaked out. And uh, 
thank God he didn't hit his noggin because he's got a big old brain in there and the world needs it. So anyway, good, good healing thoughts for Alex. Um, what else? Email me, Susan at HeyHumanPodcast.com. Uh, rate and review Hey Human on iTunes. And ooh, I just finished watching Barry on HBO. Yes, I'm late to the party, but oh my gosh, that show is so good. And I now have a giant crush on Bill Hader for his incredible talent. Um, wow. Such a good show. The, the whole cast is extraordinary. It, it's just woo, some good writing there. So thumbs up from me. Okay, well, I think that's about it. I have got my rambling out of the way. Let's, uh, let's get into this. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, here we go. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Hey Human. Hi. How Hi. are you? I'm doing great. How are good. you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Thanks for being here. Yes. Uh, we were introduced through a mutual friend, Ruth. Yes. She said, you have to talk to my friend, Audra. She's so interesting. <laughs> and I said, okay, what makes her interesting? And she said, well, she's a witch. I said, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so... Here you are, and Here there's no carrot on your nose or anything. No, I don't have a wart either. I know. What the heck? No cackling is at a minimum. Can you swim? I can swim. Uh oh, suspicious. I know. <laughs> I know, and I have a cat. Double suspicious. Is right. it a black cat? No, it's a calico. Oh. Yeah. So she's a little bit of everything. Nice. Yeah. Well, aren't we all? Right. <laughs> So when we talked on the speaking of cats, I can hear Zoomy just that's his bell. You hear him? <laughs> My roommate's cat. Um, when we talked on the phone initially, I said, Oh, so you're Wiccan and right away you, you, we kinda launched into a conversation. I'm like, Ooh, let's talk about that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I said, Oh, you're a Wiccan and you said I'm actually not a Wiccan. Um, I'm just a straight old um, a witch. I, I practice witchcraft. Um, Wicca is actually a religion that was started in the late 20th century in England, mm -hmm. and um, it was brought back into the light in 1954 by a guy named Gerald Gardner. And it is a witchcraft-based religion. They're very um, naturalists and, and... Nature, spirit, and all that kind of thing. Nature, spirit, yeah. things. They have lots of rules and creeds, um, which is wonderful for a lot of people. Um, I am I'm not... A, a structured religion kind of person so it just doesn't fit into what I am um, people that are in Wicca they are witches they do practice witchcraft so everybody in Wicca is a witch but every witch isn't a Wiccan ah, if that makes it. any it sense it does make sense Sure. Um, a lot of people nowadays consider calling you a Wiccan because they think it's more politically correct or it's a nice way of saying witch and it's just, that's not correct. It's just, we're just a witch. Yeah, I just yeah. assume that all witches are automatically Wiccan. So for me, right. it was just an assumption. So. Right. But that's what this show is all about. Breaking <laughs> down the assumptions and getting to the heart of things. Exactly. How long have you been a witch? Um, that's a hard question, actually, because I've always been very intuitive. Hmm. Ever since I was a little child, I could see ghosts and spirits. Um, I was adopted, mm -hmm. and I was adopted into a very strict Christian family. So I learned at a very young age that it really freaked out my parents when I would say, there's a little boy in the closet. He's talking to me. Don't scare him off. They'd be like, no, there's no little boy in the closet. Like, no, it's a little spirit. He, he comes to me. He visits me. You know, I'm four when I'm doing this. 
And my mother would tell me, no, no, that's the devil. It's, you know, it's this it's a agent of the devil. He's trying to lead you astray. I'm like, no, it's just a little boy in the closet, Mom. <laughs> He's just lonely. Um, so I got a lot of, no, that's evil. No, that's horrible. No, you shouldn't be doing these things. And so it was stifled a lot when I was a child. Well, and as then, a little kid, having those abilities, did you... And especially in a strict Christian home where anything that's outside of the norm of, of what their doctrines say uh-huh. is in league with the devil. I mean, what does that do to a kid's self-esteem? It was pretty, it was pretty awful. Yeah. Um, Did you have siblings as well? I had siblings, but they were all older than I was. Okay. Um, like my brother was 14 years older than I was, so they were all off at school. So I basically grew up by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a you know, quote-unquote imaginary friend who was a boy that was 14 years old that had gotten electrocuted. So his skin looked burnt and it looked like alligator skin. So I told everybody that my imaginary friend was an alligator named Zap. Because hmm. he got zapped. Zapped, yeah. But him and I used to play all the time together. And he was an actual spirit that I could see and talk to just like I'm talking to you. And the only way that I could communicate that with my parents was, oh, he's an imaginary friend. Mm. Was Zap, Zap aware of his predicament? Did he yes. know? Yeah. Okay. Yes, he was. He was a very aware spirit. Okay. Um, That's not your car going off, is it? No. No. Okay. Someone's car alarm is going off, of course. You mean the broom? No. <laughs> That's not your broom, is it? No. 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 Our broom's quiet. <laughs> it's great for parking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> find parking anywhere now yeah. the um but it was it was a lot when I was a little because I just there, I couldn't say things and I couldn't relay what was happening to me and I didn't have anybody to bounce anything off of so I kind of grew up thinking I was kind of crazy but I know I wasn't crazy and I just I felt stifled and and you know, I felt evil and horrible and terrible because I could do these different things and nobody understood. And then I turned into a teenager, <laughs> which is Speaking when... Speaking of possessed. Yes. <laughs> which was when everything just took off and all of a sudden it was like all that stifling everything. There was no ignoring it anymore. Mm. You just, you couldn't ignore it. So I, it all of these things just blossomed and... The day gets, I, things get stronger, you mean? Like, because yes. now hormones are kicking in, and and so all yeah, your for awareness For whatever reason, it was like 14 years old. All of a sudden, it was like my awareness went up. My, you know, psychic abilities went up. My mediumship stuff went up. Everything went up. Um, I could sit in a room with, with one of my roommates and tell her exactly what she did on a certain night. You know, how she felt, how her room looked, how, you know, the guy she was with was, you know, all these kind of things. I don't know where it comes from. How did your friends deal with that? They thought it was cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I just, you know, for it's hard enough to be a kid and a teenager mm-hmm. and then to have your parents not understand you, which is, I guess, the norm. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's good that you had someone that you could mm-hmm. connect with yeah. in that realm, you know? For I don't sure. know if I connected with them as much as they wanted to hear about stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. But still, I mean, that makes you at least not feel like an outcast in that. Right. Did you know anything about your adopt your parents that put you up for adoption? or? I learned recently. Oh, wow. Just recently. Yeah. Like within the last year. Whoa. Um, I did learn that my ancestors are from Essex, England. 
which is really awesome. That's suspicious. Kind of like, you know, the, <laughs> the birthplace of witchcraft, yeah. right? Sure. And they moved just prior to all of the witch trials in Essex. They moved just before that, went to a small providence just outside of Salem, Massachusetts, and moved just months before the Salem witch trial started. Hmm. It was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. I got goosebumps just thinking mm-hmm. about it. Good thing they had that on the radar to right? get away. To move just right before all this stuff happened. Fascinating. Like, were there really witches in Salem or did they all move out <laughs> before For, it happened? Well, right. Well, a lot of the, the girls that were killed, they they had the, the, yeah. the grain poisoning. Right. The mold that made them hallucinate. and Right. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them were jealous of other people. All right. And, there's a whole. You know, there's a whole. Yeah, it's fascinating. How do you get rid of somebody sad. that bothers you? Sure. You know, I kill them personally. How, I don't yeah, know about you. You know, how do you get rid of a bad neighbor? You <laughs> make stuff up. Absolutely. Nothing more suspicious than frog's breath. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she healed somebody. Let's kill her. Okay. Well, that was the other thing, too. The the women that, uh, for example, would perform the female services. Right. That, you know, lines out the door for those. And, and yet those women, the crones that provided those right. services were then vilified. Mm-hmm. Not well, much has changed. The first woman that was murdered was a midwife. Mm. And it was not her fault that one of the people that gave birth had a you know, misformed child. Um, and they blamed it on her. Yeah. Oh, you created this evil devil. Sure. No, I just helped her birth it. <laughs> yeah. No one talks about the fact that the woman who gave birth was probably having sex with her own brother. But, you know, whatever. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's no fine. judgment. Right. Well, there's a little judgment on that. But anyway. <laughs> okay, so, wow. So your DNA is clearly has... It's because clearly they say that those gifts go down through the line, right? right. That it's a linear... And it doesn't always have to be every generation. It can skip generations Mm. and and such. But, I mean, even before Essex, it goes all the way back to Norway and all the way back to Vikings, which in Viking times, people like me were revered. They They were held up as a spiritual person and a healer and a guide you know, to help them on quests and mm. such. Is it going to fail? Is it going to, you know, be successful? They would come to people like me and go, hey, help us with this. Yeah. There's even, there's a line in the Bible um, somewhere around Moses running around trying to gather up people to go have a convo with uh, God in a tent. And he's upset because there's a few women that are staying, they're soothsayers and they're soothsaying, you know, they're doing mm-hmm. their divinity. And Moses is like, you know, tattletale. God, these chicks won't come to the party. You know, they're being bad, blah, blah, blah. And God's like, well, who do you think gave them those gifts? Leave them be. Let them do their job. But it's interesting, you know, that through time, powerful women become vilified. Yeah. Yeah. The goddess turns into the crone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not that turning into the crone is a bad thing. Well, even being a crone is vilified in its own mm-hmm. way. I, mean, I talked about this last week on the on the podcast of we were talking about death and the uh, commodity of death and the commodity of not dying, of staying youthful and, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. God forbid we get a gray hair or... Oh, I, I fully love my gray yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a different... There's a power in embracing mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a teenager and you're navigating that have you already started to delve into the spell type things at that point or not yet i have not yet um 
doing them unconsciously, yes. Mm. Um, doing them with, you know, props, not yet. Mm-hmm. More um, intention than It was physical. more intention than, than physical things. And I had a tough time in school because I was stuck in a, a Christian boarding school, which did not understand me at all and tried to push their religion down my throat, which didn't work very well. Um, but Being a teenage free thinker is difficult anyway. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, I always questioned the religion, and that always got me in a lot of trouble. I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, if you can't explain this to me and make sense out of it, then I am going to keep questioning it. Sure. And I, many I, religions don't like questions. They would rather oh, no, have no. you. They, they don't like questions. It's like, oh, you don't have faith. Just have faith. Mm, faith is okay. Faith is great. I want to know why I should have this faith. Does uh, being a witch involve any kind of faith, or is it all intention? I mean, what's the difference, I guess, between faith and an intention when you're hoping for an outcome? Is that not still faith? Well, it's like if you're a Christian, you're supposed to believe in God. Mm-hmm. Okay, where is he? What's he doing? Why are there starving children? If you're a nature-based religion and you believe in nature and the universe, you can go outside. Boom, there's nature. There it is. It's right there. I can go touch a tree, and I know it's there. Um, I know the universe is there. Uh, you know, it's. I guess that's the difference between having faith in something that you can't see and faith in something that you can actually go physically. Touch. There it is. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, so um, teenagehood, still doing, did, and you had started doing intentional spells. Are you noticing at this point in your life that the things that you're thinking or feeling or wanting are mm-hmm. starting to manifest and yes. you're like what's going on definitely here? yeah definitely um that even happened when i was a child I'd, mm. I'd start thinking about something or putting focusing my energy towards something and it would happen so then when i got to a teenager it's like ooh, let's focus on this and then within a few days or maybe a month it would happen i was like ooh, i like that and do you have to keep yourself in check for something like that? Because Certainly. with absolute power, you know. Certainly you have to keep <laughs> yourself in check with stuff like that. You, you can't let petty things influence the energy you're trying to manipulate. Um, don't do curses. I mean, it, I hate it when people contact me and go, Oh, can you curse my ex-wife for blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that for you. In fact, I don't do spells for anybody because I have no vested interest in your problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all on you. You've got all the energy. You need to do this. So I don't know where I went off on a tangent on that, but no, it's a good tangent. Um, I love tangents. <laughs> it's it's when you you want to focus your energy for positive things. So say you have a bad neighbor that annoys you instead of cursing that neighbor you try to facilitate them out in a positive manner Mm. let this person find a better job in georgia you know (laughs) let this person you know find that this place is more suited to them than the place they're at now you you facilitate with kindness Mm -hmm. instead of being intention it's all about the intention you know have you ever done that? I mean, I imagine as a kid, especially, no judgment, but you know, mm. that as you're figuring out your, your gifts and all that stuff, 
that a time or two you dabbled in things that were maybe unethical? I'll I'll tell you right now, I'm not white or black. Okay. Uh, You're a shade of gray witch. I am definitely a gray witch. You have to have balance. Yeah. You can't be light all the time because you're going to drive yourself freaking crazy. You can't be dark all the time because, well, you're going to get really depressed. Mm. You have to have that balance. So it's kind of the harm no one but take no shit philosophy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's a great title for this episode. Right? (laughs) Harm no one, take no shit. You don't, you want to be able to protect yourself and your loved ones. And sometimes there's a gray area that you have to step into to do that. Does that come at a price or does it all... All magic comes at a price. We talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, the only thing that witches sacrifice is time and energy. We, we spend a lot of time researching, gathering, you know, ingredients for things. And then we put a lot of energy into things. It can be incredibly draining no matter if it's a good spell or a gray spell or, you know, whatever it is, it takes a lot of energy and time. Mm. Um, we are probably some of the most peaceful people you'll ever meet. We are some of the most tolerant people you'll ever meet. Um, we don't care what religion or belief system that you have as long as you don't push it on us. You know, it's like whatever is good for you, that's wonderful. Go with that. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't push it on me it's just all I asked a little little respect so we um we we try to care for things and take care of things um do you have a coven or is that more mythology it's well no there's a lot of covens Hmm. and it's kind of weird how some of them happen some of them are just completely organic and in the last year, there's kind of been this organic meeting of the minds that I've, you know, it's it's kind of fun. It, we're not a typical coven. We don't have a fancy name. We're not, you know, we don't follow all the rules. We don't meet on the full moons and get all naked and dress, and, you know. We just, we're just a really great group of friends that help each other and, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. and. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice to have that sisterhood going on. Um, we are, we're not a Wiccan coven. Like I said, we don't have a high priest. We don't have a high priestess. We don't have rituals. We don't have... There's no hierarchy. There's no hierarchy. There's no rules. It's more like a communion, community kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, solitary. Um, I'm an eclectic witch, which means I don't go with just one idea of witchcraft. There's so many, so many different arms of witchcraft out there. And I don't, I don't follow just one little thing. Hmm. If there's a great voodoo spell that I need, I'll grab it from there. Or if there's a Santeria spell that really fits the situation, I'll grab that one. Um, If there's different spells from different eras and different times and Whatever works for the situation, I can take it and then manipulate it into what I need for whatever the situation may be. When a spell doesn't work, what is your general go-to? Why does that usually happen if it doesn't work? Or do they? If it doesn't work. This is kind of important. Hmm. Especially for all of those little social media witches out there that like to post all of their spells. Um, 
I'm definitely not a social media witch. I'm I didn't not even gonna... know there was such a thing. I'm now I'm intrigued. What's oh, a social media witch? <laughs> a social media witch is that person who deems herself a goddess and has to sit in front of her camera and everything is perfect and everything is wonderful and everything. There's music in the background and the candles are lit and everything is just yeah, it's such a pain in the ass for real. Kim Kardashian, I have nude. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yes. <laughs> it is. It. It's very much like that. And it kind of drives me crazy because a real witch is never, ever going to let you know that you that she has performed a spell. I mean, that makes sense. Sure, It makes sense because anybody's negativity can influence that spell. So say that oh, some interesting. perfect little witch just put her spell out on Instagram mm-hmm. and somebody makes a negative comment about it. Well, all of a sudden now her intentions now have that negative comment in there and it destroys the energy of that spell so you need to have clear focus when you do a spell you can't let anybody else's intentions come into that spell and ruin it because all it takes is that one person i feel like that's a good life motto in general yeah i mean it's hard enough to be on the planet but to keep yourself in spaces that are positive and energetic you know one bad apple Mm -hmm. can bring you down yeah exactly so when you do a spell you do that spell in secret there may be one trusted person that you will let know or maybe if you need help with something Mm -hmm. there's that but it's a secretive thing there was this one cute little witch that did she's a little baby witch brand new she did a little spell and somebody said, oh, your face looks like you're constipated. Uh, she's concentrating. Leave her alone. I mean, you well, don't trolls have... trolls are not necessarily known for their cooth. <laughs> no, but that one little comment just destroyed that whole entire spell because yeah. she read that and went, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I look awful when I do this and, oh, you know, oh, and that negativity and that darkness just mm-hmm. crept in and that spell was ruined instantly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my advice to all you, you know, social media witches, great. Do that if it, that's that's what you do, but I hope you do your own spells in private. I think of this as a, sort of a, like any project I'm working on and somebody says, oh, what are you working on? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't really like to go into detail because I feel like if I explain it all, I might not do it. Right. Because there's something that about releasing that information that takes the power away from it right so it's i feel like it's kind of the same idea Mm -hmm. um can you give an example of a of a spell that you did that worked out really great and one that maybe totally backfired (laughs) well i the one that backfired uh that's the easy one um i had just moved out here from colorado and things were pretty tight Um, You don't want to really perform a money spell unless you really, really need money. Why Uh, is that? The universe doesn't like greed. Ah, sure, sure. So if you keep asking for stuff and you already have enough, that's just greedy and it's going to be like, no, no, (laughs) just no. And in fact, a lot of those will backfire. It's like, (laughs) so. That's why psychics never win the lottery. Exactly. I mean, it's just a greed thing. And I did a money spell with candles and herbs and it was like you know we're in a tough spot it would be great if you know some money could come our way 
you never want to be too specific. You just want to be like, you know, money coming our way would be great. Nobody needs to die. Nobody needs to get hurt in the process, Mm -hmm. you know. So a couple days later, my poor Rob gets in a car wreck. He's fine. Nobody gets hurt. We get a check for $5,000, but he has no car. Yeah. So So maybe a little (laughs) specific. It's kind of (laughs) like... It kind of worked, but it kind of backfired all at the same time because it's like, okay, great. Yeah, money came in from an unexpected source, but now we got to spend it on a car. So we didn't really benefit from that. So do you think that that was because you didn't quite tweak it right or because you weren't really in a place where you needed the money and you asked for it? Where does that fall in line with your doctrine? I think it was probably because I wasn't specific enough. Mm. Um, I probably wasn't specific enough and we probably, I don't know that we didn't really need it as much as we thought we did. Cause I mean, we were in a bind, but we probably could have figured something else out. Mm-hmm. Maybe not sure so exactly this is a, why. quite the balance then I'm trying to, it's a lot of balance. Okay. What's one that worked out really well. I met him. Oh, <laughs> how did that go? It was, it was... By the way, she keeps pointing at her, her man that's sitting in the corner. Yeah, my handsome devil. My handsome devil. He came at a time in my life where I had gone through a lot of really horrible relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, had an abusive ex-husband, that, and he had some, you know, a couple boyfriends after that who weren't all that great. Finally put it out there into the universe and went, this is what I need. This is what I want not knowing that this is what I really wanted. Um, And he got dropped in my lap. Mm. And it was really interesting because I was laying in my bathtub, which is a great place to meditate and talk to spirits because water is such a great conduit. And I was like, you know, I, I met this really nice guy and, but he's like, He's totally not my type. Oh my gosh, he's so nice, and I don't know what I don't know what to do with that. And because I was used to, I was used to dating assholes, and unfortunately, and my spirit guide, for lack of a better term, basically shouts at me. He's a gift. Accept it. Just accept it. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. You know what? I'm just I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna go against my flow. And it's been the best thing ever. No, hey, the best thing well ever. Yeah, <laughs> I gave a nice guy a chance, and it was so worth it. Yeah, I mean, funny and smart are are great characteristics in men. Mm-hmm. I find. Yeah. Yeah, and that tends to be born of kindness, a lot of times. Um, it's interesting that you say you pe- you had a history of bad men, and I assume that stems from a childhood where you felt like you didn't deserve better than that because people were constantly telling you how yeah, terrible. Yeah, I would I would go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I'm sure that people listening are like, well, if she's a witch, why didn't she banish all bad men from her life? But I I don't think people understand that, you know, you have to still go through your experiences to learn things it's not like you get a pass just because you have an extra sense of things right you still have to go through you still got to learn what's what you want and what you don't want exactly and i think i too have dated some pretty horrible people (laughs) i i think that it is that thing of you don't you know, in theory, what you want, but until you experience what you don't want, you don't have the the marker. It's that 
black-white thing. Exactly. You know? It's like, oh, you might be really handsome, and you might be a smooth talker, and, oh, you're an artist, and you're a musician, and this is really <laughs> cool, and... But then again, you also beat the crap out of me and demean me and, you know, mm-hmm. tell me that I'm garbage. And, you know, it's like, no, it's that's okay. That is, I like this. I don't like that. So, yeah, I mean, you got to go through experiences in life, no matter yeah. if they're good or bad. Well, I'm glad that you are no longer having to deal with that stuff. Oh, sure. yeah, me too. Yeah. It's been I, a very purging year for me, actually. Oh, good. It's like purging all the bad people out of my life and sure. realizing I don't have to deal with that anymore. So that's really nice to, to be able to go, you know, I'm in a time in my life where I can say no. Mm-hmm. This is not benefiting me. This is not helping me. This is not for the greater good. I'm done with that. Whether it's a person or a place or a thing or whatever. Amen, sister, for you sure know. on that one. You, you mentioned something about gathering supplies. And now oh, yes. I assume there's not a Costco for witches, so what do you Actually, do? Actually, there is. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you're, I mean, grocery stores are a go- great place to start when you're starting out. Um, I started a blog not too long ago about witchcraft on a budget. Really? What's the blog called? Uh, um, it's called Ramblings of a Witch. <laughs> How do people find that? It's at um, the Magic Cabinet dog dot blogspot.com okay yeah say i'll that put a link for it fast. on the hey human podcast link great page. yeah <laughs> so people can find it easily but one of the first things a lot of people ask me is do i have to buy a thousand dollar candle absolutely not no please don't do that please don't do that dollar stores dollar stores are a great place to go find candles mm-hmm. if you don't want to spend a bunch of money on candles buy birthday candles Oh, that's a good idea. You know, I mean, they burn out quick, so you don't have to wait for 12 hours while a candle burns out. Um, there's a lot of places that you can get really low-cost witchcraft supplies. Um, one of the best places is old bookstores. Mm. It's a great place to start looking for witchcraft books. Um, one of my very favorite authors is um, Scott Cunningham. Um, Scott Cunningham is a, he has already passed on, um, but he is a really great person to start out with in witchcraft because he's down to earth, easy to understand. (laughs) Yes, no pun intended, but he's easy to understand, easy to follow. It's one of those no BS kind of things. He just lays everything out without all of the mumbo jumbo garbage going on. Mm. Um, he, he tells you, you know, it's better to use a wooden bowl instead of a metal bowl when mixing things because of the, you know, reactiveness of metal to some herbs. And it's just simple things you can understand. Mm. So first thing I would do is go find a Scott Cunningham book. Um, the Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs is one of my very favorites because it has all of the herbs, has drawn pictures so you can help identify things, and it'll tell you, you know, all the energies and properties that it has, what you can use it for when it's, you know, a good time to use it. In the back, there's a whole glossary if you want to do a money spell. Um, You can pick out all these herbs, or if you want to do, you know, whatever it is, something for health if somebody is sick and you want to make a poppet or something and stuff it with eucalyptus and mint and is a poppet a little um person 
A poppet is like a little doll. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I make That's them. That's a great word, poppet. I haven't heard that word for a while. Yeah, which is poppet. It's, it, some people call them voodoo dolls, but it's not really like Pop, a, it's a lot sweeter sounding. <laughs> it is. It's a lot sweeter sounding, and it doesn't have the connotation of being evil. Um, I make them for people, and I customize them to whatever their needs are going to be and their favorite colors and everything. And a lot of the ones that I do are for health and prosperity and happiness. Mm. And it's like, I, I need to bring these energies into my life. So I'll stuff them with certain herbs and crystals and sew them all up for them. And That's cool. Send them off to them. And so it's if a focus you're, point. If you're the one making the spell for mm-hmm. someone, for mm-hmm. example, let's say I say to you, hey, uh, I want to uh, get a job at mm-hmm. this place. Will you make me a poppet? Mm-hmm. And then you make it and you cast the spell and you give it to me. Does it start to commingle all the intention, my intention, your intention, whether or not? Uh, you, do you, it ha- does not. Oh, it interesting. Not. Okay. What I do is I supply you with what you need. Hmm. So I supply you with the poppet, with the certain herbs and the energies and the crystals and everything that's in there. I literally sign off on the back of it. Hmm. I put my little signature on there and that's my sign off. That's where my energy stops. I send it to you with a little card that says how to charge your poppet, how to connect with this, how to use it. Mm-hmm. From there on, it's all yours. It's all your energy. It's all your intentions. It's whatever you put into it. That makes sense. Yeah. How do people find you for that? Um, it's on my website at themagiccabinet.com. Okay. Yeah. Again, magic, I'll, I'll... magic with a CK. Of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Because <laughs> magic with a C is illusions oh talk about that what i didn't know that i, I just thought every time i've seen magic when it has to do <coughs> excuse me with witches it, it always says a ck just like fairies yes. is f-a-e-i you know yeah i like the old i like the traditional spellings <laughs> of things i think right? it's more interesting and prettier well that's the difference between stage magic which is all illusions and lies mm. and real magic which is the manipulation of energy into a desired result that's all that magic breaks down into it's all witchcraft breaks down into do you consider magicians at all uh are they using witchcraft at all or see i always think about something like a if i were a witch with using magic with the ck mm-hmm. i i might be like oh perfect job for me to be a magician with a c because mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to do some wacky-ass stuff, and people are going to be amazed, right? Like, I look at the David Blaines of the world, and think, that guy, is, he's got something going on that's just a little bit past the regular magician. Well, there are magicians out there who do use spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it actually probably helps them in their magic, looking at it from a supernatural, you know, place. Some of them are just straight-up magic tricks. It just depends on depends on the person yeah i know a few magicians who i would say are not really believers in anything supernatural they're very Mm -hmm. based in Mm -hmm. uh i would say their logic brain Mm -hmm. not that it's not logical to believe in but you know what i'm saying yeah um and i always find that fascinating too because like you said you know it's illusion and Mm -hmm. based in lies and all that i have other friends who (laughs) use that specifically they say i don't like magicians they're liars Mm -hmm. which i think is also fascinating People yeah. are so interesting to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, so interesting. Um, give me an example of someone who maybe came to you for a spell that you were like, mm-mm-mm, and then what do you do? Do you have to do you have to lock them out of you because their energy is negative and... Oh, yes. 
Oh Talk yes, about I, that. I run into this on Facebook a lot. Oh, because I, I've got a Facebook page, mm. and people will contact me on there and go, you know, oh, my my destined my soulmate has left me for another woman. I get this so often. Um, you know, he's he's I'm pregnant with his child, and he's left me, and he's cheating on me, and there's this other woman, and it's horrible, and I need to get rid of her, and I need to get him back in my life. And it's like, okay, first of all. Maybe you need to consider this person not worth it. I'm sorry that you are in this situation. Maybe you need to take a step back and go, what have I done? Is he the person I need to be with? Should I just let him go? And if they go, oh, I need you to do a spell for me. I go, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. One, I don't do love spells like that because a true love spell is all about embracing your self-love, forgiving yourself, making yourself feel better and making yourself feel loved so you are more attractive to somebody else. When you love somebody, or when you love yourself, somebody is easier, it's easier for somebody to love you because you're confident and you're fun and you're uplifted and All love begins with self-love. I 100% agree with you on that. That's the only way a love spell should ever be performed. You do not want to try to influence somebody else's free will. Wouldn't it be interesting if there was a big market for self-love spells? I bet there's not a big market for that, but it sure sure would be healthy. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of people that actually do understand that. Yeah. And they're like, I do need a love spell to help bring that energy into my mm. life. And I explain to them, let's work on you. Mm-hmm. Let's bring up your self-esteem. Let's bring up your own love for yourself. Sure. Always you starts know, with ourselves. Look in the mirror in the morning and say, hi, beautiful. This is what I like about you. Mm-hmm. And it just helps bring that person up and allows them to let love in. Because they feel like they're now worthy of that love. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people do understand that. Then I get the crazy people, and they don't. So, mm-hmm. And not even crazy. But, probably uh, just people that don't really understand where it comes from. You know, the, my friends occasionally who say, oh, I want the worst for my ex-boyfriend. I'm like, but then you never loved him. Mm-hmm. Because if you love somebody, you don't wish them ill. It just it doesn't. Right. It's not how it works, you no. know. You, you wish that person on with their life. Right. You and it's it's very uh, stifling to hold on to that kind of anger as well yeah, for a person. Very, you know? It's not good for you. Mm-mm. It just kind of eats at your soul. Wrapping yourself in barbed wire is not really a healthy way to no. live your life. What do you think about the um, uh, when you go into the, the woo-woo store, whatever, the crystal store, yada, yada, mm-hmm. um, about the, you know, there's always the wall of spell candles. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on those? I use the, candles. The, candles are good. The pre no 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 I'm sorry I'm um not not the not just general candles I mean right. the pre made like use this candle for love use this candle for blah use this because you don't know really where they're coming from or do you know what I mean like the wall yeah. of magic yeah with the you, CK <laughs> <laughs> you um I don't use them personally mm. I know a lot of brand new witches will use them because they're easily accessible. Like you said, you don't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. Most of them are mass marketed and there's no intention behind them whatsoever other than a label on the front, which is okay. Because if you go into a store and you buy a candle that's you know specifically for love, um, 
a lot of little stores around here will actually, you can go in there and request somebody to build you a candle, and that's fine. Um, they do put a lot of their intention into it. Again, I wouldn't use it because I know how to do that, but a lot of new people don't. So as long as you know where it comes from, you trust the person that does it for you, I believe that's perfectly fine. Um, I make up a lot of pre-mixed herb kits for people because when you start out, it's so expensive. One little spell might have 13 different herbs in it. That gets really pricey when you have to go out and find 13 different herbs, but you only need a small pinch or a small spoonful of each one of them. So I went ahead and I made herb kits up or, you know, um, herb mixes up for people. I do that with the purest intent when I do that. Everything gets blessed as it gets put into the bowl. Everything has that energy of, you know, protection or love or luck. One of my favorite ones is my charmed herbs and it smells so amazing. Um, but everything is made with those intentions and nothing ever negative goes into any of those when they're being made. They're stored with the right crystals to allow all of that energy to flow in there. They're all stored and they're all individual little jars. So when somebody buys something from me, they know that it's going to be charged the right way. There's no negativity involved in any of this. And then they can take that from there and perform their own spells with it. Mm. So as long as you trust where it's coming from, go for it. You know, grab that candle off the counter or whatever. If there's a magic shop that you really love and it does have positive vibes and you feel good every time you go in there and uplifted when you leave, it doesn't matter where they actually came from as long as they have that energy around them when you purchase them. Yeah. Do you remember the first spell you ever did? The first intricate spell? Wow. That required things? <laughs> yeah, I was probably in my 20s. Um, I had found this great wooden bowl in like a secondhand store for two bucks, which is great. And I went out and bought like 13 different herbs, which cost a bundle. But hit the grocery store first, you know. I mean, there's so many things that you can just find right outside your door, which is wonderful. I went out, you know, to a friend's garden and went, oh, you have rue. I am going to borrow some of your rue. Thank you very much. And so you can get it from different places without spending a bunch. And I just, you know, had my little Scott Cunningham book open and I just went through all of the little, you know, okay, do this. Okay, doing this. Okay, do this. Okay, did that. And you just start building your spell and you just keep your intent the whole in time while you're doing it. I don't even remember what it was for. I just remember all of the little steps that it took and how much fun it was to go gather everything and to be in a grocery store going, oh, I'm going to gather this for a spell and nobody knows it. Oh, ooh, I'm going to grab that one. Ooh, you know, it was kind of fun and exciting just doing this secret thing. And as far as I know, it turned out great because I kept doing it. Mm -hmm. So how does it feel when you're in that mode? Does it feel different or does it feel exactly the same? Do you, it, can you feel it's a molecular shift? Or? Yes, yes. It feels very different. If it doesn't feel different, then you're doing something wrong. Um, you should definitely feel like this energy shift in your body. Uh, you should do it alone um, so you can concentrate. 
basically so you don't have outside influences or distractions or little kids running in or whatever you know it's always good to have quiet time when you're doing stuff like this and it just it helps when you concentrate all of that energy and you feel this kind of it's not a knot but you feel like this little energy ball in your stomach and it kind of rises up and goes through your arms and goes through your legs and goes up to your head and you just you know you're in that energetic zone hmm. it's kind of a euphoric feeling almost just depending on what you're doing it's but creation yeah, it's it's very much creation like when you get in the zone when you're writing music or hmm. when you're painting you kind of come out of that and all of a sudden you've got this beautiful piece and you're like, wow, how the heck did I do that? Yes, I often say that. <laughs> like, where did no, that, where come, did that from? come from? <laughs> yeah, that's that feeling. Yeah. It's just that creativity and that energy and that flow and it's kind of amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you, does your family accepting of you now, your, your adoptive parents, do they, are you, is there any kind of connection there? Or? Nope. No. Nope. It it was a non-issue. Mm-hmm. It was never spoken of. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a tarot deck one time that I, I I just gotten a tarot deck from my one sister. My one sister's cool with it. She's she's fine. She's she's kind of cool. Buys me crystals and tarot decks and all sorts of fun things. So that's that's awesome to have somebody to talk to. And she had bought me a new tarot deck when I was visiting one time, and I was looking at it. Oh, that's a tarot deck. Oh, those are awful. Those are evil. Those are a, a tool of the devil. Okay, cool. But it's got cool pictures on it. Look. <laughs> These were hand-painted. Aren't they beautiful? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was just a non-thing. We just didn't speak of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad there are people in your life now that are supportive of that. It's There's, important, yes, to, it's it's so important nice. to be loved for who you are. And it's so nice that when there's a feeling or something that I just saw and then there's somebody right next to me to go oh my gosh and this and this and this and I went yes that that's that's what yes this is what I'm seeing and you're seeing this and oh my god thank you I don't feel quite as crazy because mm-hmm. I mean you do it's like is this really happening what is this I don't understand I don't know where this is coming from but it's happening and it's okay that it's happening but it's weird and yeah, you kind of feel crazy some days. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to have those people to bounce off and go, no, 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 honey, you're not crazy. I see this and I feel this too. It's all right. <laughs> okay, good. Good. What do you think of some of the depictions in media, um, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, for example, that Netflix show? Um, I find it very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of dark and sexy, and that's kind of where they wanted to take it. And it's completely and totally wrong <laughs> on every aspect. Mm-hmm. Is there any show or movie or anything that you've seen where you thought, oh, yeah, I kind of got that right, or not so much? I love Practical Magic. I'm sorry, I got to bounce back to that movie, Practical Magic. I love that movie for two reasons. One, I love the fact that even though all of the town's women had their issues, I think more because everybody else was bouncing off of each other, that whole crowd mentality, all of a sudden they could drop that and come together and help somebody out. And I loved that part of it. Mm. I also loved the part where she said, there's no devil in the craft. There is no devil in the craft. We do not worship the devil, (laughs) which Sabrina the Teenage Witch is all about, the devil worship and the signing your soul over to Satan. And it's like, no, there's none of that. We, We don't do that. Maybe a Luciferian witch would do that. And that's cool. That's that's her path. Um, great. Good for you. 
But on in general, there isn't that, oh, I'm going to sign my soul over to the devil for all of these extra powers. And no, it just, it just doesn't work like that. When, um, when there are things going on in the world, for example, like the shootings at nightclubs or politics that seem to not really give a crap about the human race, you know, yeah. things like that. Do you, do, do you feel like stepping up and doing things or do you have to be careful of not doing spells in, in that broad of a sense? Well, it, I mean, stuff like that breaks my heart, that, that people are that much in pain that they don't know how to take that energy and put it into something productive. They All they feel like is that they need to destroy something. Mm. And that breaks my heart that somebody can't step up and go, I understand your pain. Let's do something with that that's productive. Let's get you through this so you feel better about yourself. Um, as for the government, I have absolutely no comment on that because I can't do anything about that. I know a lot of people... A lot of witches got together when our current president was elected and went, hey, let's get this guy out of office. Okay, well, they're still talking about impeachment. I can't say that all of these witches collectively put their energy into kicking this guy out because I'm pretty sure he did all of his own damage before he even got there. But I can't say they didn't. I mean... All of those collective energies to try to eradicate someone is going to have some kind of backlash at some point. So are they helping it? Maybe. Are they, you know, I don't know. The idea of the yin and yang of energy is so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. That every action has a reaction. Right. It's, I mean, I think about it a lot as I move through my day, Mm -hmm. you know, because... I notice it when I'm driving. I'll be driving and the, the the traffic will start to come up and I'll think, hey, you should get out of the way. And then the car will move, you know, <laughs> right? and do stuff like that just to get through traffic. Or when I'm lost and my GPS is down and I think, all right, am I supposed to go left or right? And I try mm-hmm. to, you know, all that is energetic. All, it's intuitive. Yeah, but yeah. it's energy. I think that's right. energy, you mm-hmm. know. And I had these conversations with my dad all the time. My dad's a scientist, and, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, science is real. I said, well, energy is real. You can't deny yeah. that. I mean, if you drop something on the ground, that energy doesn't just stop. It dissipates. It mm-hmm. goes somewhere. Well, like the energy of crystals. I love people that go, crystals are just a rock. It doesn't have any energy. I don't know what you're talking about. I go, you got to watch on, don't you? There's a quartz crystal in there because quartz takes one form of energy and transfers it to another different kinds of energy that helps your watch run. You can't deny that. That's scientifically proven that there are energy in crystals. Different crystals have different properties. In fact, I'm wearing several of them right now Mm -hmm. just to help the throat chakra so I can speak more clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, You're doing great. (laughs) Thank you, because I'm so not used to this. Well, and also look at something like a diamond. Mm Mm-hmm. Diamonds certainly have energy. Otherwise, people wouldn't lose their minds over them, even (laughs) though they're less valuable than, say, a ruby, which is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I actually don't have on today. It's amazing. uh, I usually do. You have ruby on? Yeah, Yeah, I love ruby. Um, But the idea that that's an energetic thing. Mm -hmm. Diamonds are very energetic. Mm -hmm. Aside from the fact they also cut and blah, blah, blah. But the energy that is elicited 
from the idea, just the thought mm-hmm. of diamond makes people froth at the mouth. That's right. energy to me. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love crystals, though. I'm a big fan. Good, because I brought you one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for that little gift. That's really lovely. Um, let's talk about symbolism. Okay, so, like, um, the symbol of the pentacle, mm-hmm. uh, the star in a circle. Mm-hmm. The star has been used numerous times by different things. Like, Wicked takes it, they use it as one of their symbols. Um, Satanism takes it and turns it upside down, uses it for one of their symbols. It originally started as a symbol of protection. It also stands for earth, air, fire, water, spirit, and the universe. It's, it's a powerful symbol to help you achieve your goal. You can focus on that power. You can draw from all of those energies. You can bring all of those energies and protect yourself with them. I wear mine fully. I have 10 of them tattooed on my arms. Mm. I wear them out everywhere. And yeah, sometimes I get funny looks and that's okay. I mean, because I have, most people liken it to the Satan thing. Right? Yes, because I, I have one that's upside down. Although that doesn't look like a right pentagram to me. Because the pentagrams I thought was missing. Isn't the pentagram missing two of the... Or maybe I'm just... No, nope. no, that's the Star, Star Trek symbol. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different symbol. Yeah, but the Star Trek one, symbol yeah. is, looks like this. Right. Yeah, it's, right. it's part of a pentagram. Yeah. Which is interesting. I never really... Actually, the Masons use a pentagram for for their sure. symbol. We talked about uh, politics. The White House, or you know, the Washington D.C. is covered mm-hmm. in symbolism. Yes, it is. I mean, it's insane. The whole it thing is. is a symbolism cornucopia. There's there's symbolism in every religion that you go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Catholics have a ton of symbolism. Sure. Yeah. Um, Hitler. We'll, we'll take Hitler and the swastika. Which originally was a, a symbol of power flipped the other way for, uh, was it India? Who who had, who had used that? Uh, Buddha, Buddha, actually. They use it on a lot of Buddha statues. Mm-hmm. It's a symbolism of protection and unity and happiness. Mm, and then and Hitler he took flipped it, it around. And he made it something evil and yeah. horrible. I'm sure Charlie Chaplin feels like that about his mustache, too. He's like, dude, I had the mustache. Sure. And then you went and got the mustache, and now I can't wear the mustache. I'm sure. Asshole. <laughs> I mean, if there's, if there's ever, if I'm out in public and somebody sees my pentagrams, a lot of people will come up and go, oh, blessed be. It's like, oh. Blessed be to you. You know, it's just a polite greeting of, oh, hey, you know, and, and that's great. And then I have some people coming up to me and go, oh, that's a sign of the devil. It's like, um, no, actually, it's not. Let me, t- let me teach you something. Um, let me tell are you what it's actually about. Uh, some people are, mm-hmm. which is great. And they're like, oh, okay, I never knew that. Okay, that makes more sense. And then some people are like, oh, just whatever, you know, this is what I believe, and that's the only thing I'm ever going to believe. And so, yeah, that's cool. Okay, go on your way. <laughs> I'll go on mine. You go on yours. Everything's cool. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of symbolism in magic. Um, you can draw your own magical sigils. What's a you sigil? Can, a sigil is a magical symbol. Say you need more blessings in your life or you need more happiness in your life. You take the word happiness Break it down into lines and circles and draw your own. You, you, you can take the line from the H and the little, you know, A really just is a line with the, you know, little round thing on it. So add that in there somewhere, you know, okay, we've got two P's. So, okay, there's another line in a circle. So let's, let, let's add that somewhere. 
It doesn't matter. There's, so, and there's, there's no right him. or wrong. It's, so the word is is incorporated into a, a, a into pictogram a or something. Yes. Oh, I see. Interesting. And you can use that. You can draw it on the bottom of your shoes if you want protection. Mm. It's a good place to put a spell on the bottom of your shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write it on your hand. You can write it, you know, someplace secret on your body if you want to. You can just write it and draw it out. Stick it on your mirror every morning. It's just a place of focus that you can focus all of your energy to to help you achieve a goal. It's funny you bring up the feet because I think about a lot of the um, the essential oils. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're supposed to apply to the bottom of your feet. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is reminiscent of, of a spell, you know? Yeah. Oils are important, right? And Yes. Yeah. A lot of oils are important. I, I make my own oils up for different energies. You can add them to candles or you can add them to crystals. You can wear them as a perfume. Whatever it is, scent is a very strong scent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minus the pun. It, it's the one thing that helps bring back a memory. If you smell crayons, you think of your childhood. You know, it's just it that brings up such a strong emotional focus point. Mm-hmm. So this is why I create um, the oil blends out of a lot of essential oils and add crystals and herbs to them to help energize them and keep them energized. It just helps you again focus on your goal. That's so important in magic. I can't I can't express that enough. How important focus and concentration is. Have you ever thought about writing a book about all this stuff? I have. Um, I was I was talking to a friend of mine who has a bookstore here, and we were talking about plant your magic because I was thinking about taking different magical seeds and incorporating them into homemade papers, and then it would be a, a plant your own garden, plant your own magic. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a, a plot somewhere or if you have a flower pot, you can plant your own magic and help it grow. I love the idea of having seeds in the paper and then writing your intention on the paper. And then yep. that, that's great. I exactly. love that idea. Put little crystals around the outside of the pot and water it every day and mm-hmm. just keep those intentions flowing. And then you see your result. I love that. It's just a wonderful little, you know, magical thing that happens. Uh, you said something a second ago. Then we ran off on our tangent. Yeah, we do tangents. Do you write spell books for people to purchase, or do you do you keep it all insular and then? I actually have some free ones up on my website. You do, people. okay, yeah. yeah, okay. And again, I'll put links on Haven mm-hmm. Podcast so people don't have to think about it. They just go there and, right. and get there. <laughs> Same with that. I'll look for the books and uh, put links to those as well that cool. you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any other books that you want to recommend for people? Ah, oh, the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall. She's got a series of them. I think there's like one, two, and three. Mm. Those are amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you're into crystals or, I mean, even if you're just starting out, you don't have to be a witch to be into crystals, by the way. Right. <laughs> you can just be a normal person. Um, it's a really great book. It's got a picture in there. It's got where it's from, what it does, um, you know, the metaphysical properties of them. You can go through and go, hey, I'm really drawn to this rock, which is usually a really good way to choose a crystal. If there's some kind of crystal that you've seen and you can't get at it, it, it's in your head constantly. You can't stop thinking about it. That means it's, it means its energy is calling to you. This is the energy that you need in your life right now. Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up. Love it. Feel it. Just And if it, it resonates with you, that's the crystal for you. I truly believe that a crystal picks the person. You just have to accept it. So 
say you're in this secondhand store. You don't have to go to a crystal shop to find crystals. You can go down to Venice and there's a bunch of people selling crystals. If there's a certain crystal that you pick up and you don't even know what it is, those uh, crystal Bibles, they're great. You can go in and go, okay, I think this is a form of quartz. Let's look up quartz. Ooh, it's a rutilated quartz. It has little gold hairs in it. Okay, well, this is for woman empowerment. This is what I needed right now because I'm trying to get a promotion. You know, I can, I can feel my strength through this rock. I'm going to carry it with me until I can feel that confidence. And I can go in and go, what? you know what? I've been here for two years. This is what I do. This is how good I am. I want this promotion. Hmm. And that'll help you achieve what you're trying to get to. It's not only do crystals have their own energy to help you achieve that, but it's a really good focal point to keep you focused on that goal. When people get crystals, whether they're from a crystal store or secondhand, do they need to do anything to them to make them to clear? I clear them, yes. So let's talk about that I for a second. I always clear my stones. Um, I Thankfully, we live in a very peaceful, loving household, so we always have that energy around the crystals. But I always tell people it's good to clear your crystals. You can do it under running water. If you have a stream or a lake nearby, great. An ocean, perfect. If you don't, it just use clear running water. Um, a lot of stones you can't use water on. I, I have a how to cleanse your crystals on the website for free as well. Because like selenite, you don't want to put selenite underwater. It'll eat your stone. Quartz, great underwater. In fact, you might want to store some of them in water. Um, opals, very much a water stone. In fact, they need a, like a bath every month just to help keep them you know, so they don't crack. crack. Yeah. yeah, drying out. So there's all sorts of different ways. Sage is a really good way to clear a stone. Um, salt, putting them in a bowl of salt overnight. Uh, there are stones that you want to leave in the sun. There are stones that you don't want to leave in the sun because it'll eat the color out of your stone. Like an amethyst, do not leave those in the sunshine. <laughs> all the purple will be gone within like a week or two. Yes, I have made that, that mistake that. of amethyst on the windowsill. Yeah, it looks gorgeous for about a month and then all of a sudden it's white mm -hmm. yeah don't do that it's really good to cleanse those in the moonlight especially when there's a full moon or a new moon when there's like no moon sometimes that can be a great time to clean clean your crystals out and mm. let's talk about the moon for a second mm -hmm. which is the moons which is the moon i'm on now yes <laughs> that's uh, probably the only thing that i do follow yeah is the moon phases mm -hmm. um because it's not, it, again, it's scientifically proven that people go nuts around the full moon. <laughs> Ask any cop, any ER person, mm -hmm. any, sure. you know, and they'll tell you, Absolutely. oh, it's getting close to the full moon. Yeah. People are getting nuts. Um, so that's probably the only one that I really follow. I don't follow, oh, you have to do certain spells on certain days at a certain time, at a certain hour. You, I, do it when it feels right, please. That's the most important but thing. But certain moon phases are good for certain things, right? Yes. Full moon for That's this. That's kind of like a, a rule of thumb. So do you, can you When a moon is growing, that's when you want to do prosperity spells. You know, that's when you want to draw things to you, want to grow your business. That's when you want to bring things up, you know, um, birth new ideas. When the moon is getting smaller, that's when you want to let things go. You know, let the things go that no longer serve you. You know, purge whatever you need to purge and get rid of those things as the moon gets smaller. Those are just kind of rules of thumb when doing magical things. 
And you know, it's interesting because a lot of people perform their own kind of magic all mm-hmm. the time. When you write mm-hmm. down your intention... You're writing a spell. You're writing a spell, yeah. I don't think people really put the two when and two When you together. write songs, you write spells. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of atten- intention in songwriting. Yeah. Absolutely. Songs are a great form of magic. Music's mm-hmm. a great form of magic. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of songs or, or spells are sung. That's why or so many mixtapes exist, to get the yeah. love of your life to fall in love with you through right. your mixtape. Well, right. Back I mean, in the music day. is powerful magic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, any closing thoughts? Magic is within yourself. Um, if you don't believe that you're magical, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, I am. This is what I want out of my life. This is what I can believe I can do. So everything in magic just comes from your heart and your soul and how much energy and love that you put towards something. If, if you want to be the most magical you that you can be, if you want to have the most successful spells that you can, believe in yourself. Please believe in yourself. That's the most important thing. Mm. You've got this. You can go and do this. If you don't have a certain thing, it's okay. Do it when it feels right. Do it when you feel the most powerful. And just do it for you. Thanks, Audra. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please take a moment to rate and review Hey Human on iTunes. Thank you.